Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. We believe that stories are magic. So when we find a great one, we can't wait to share it. Far, far away on the planet Florp, a baby named Bobby Wonder was born. But his parents relocated the family to Earth right after the birth. So Bobby grew up having no idea he was an alien. Until his 10th birthday, that is. Can you imagine waking up on your birthday to find out that you can fly and talk to ducks? <coughs> Created by a New York Times best-selling children's author and produced by the award-winning Go Kid Go team, Bobby Wonder is out of this world fun. Search for Bobby Wonder on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Your mom really does make awesome gingerbread cookies. Lucky us, eh? Don't forget to wash it all down with some milk. That hit the spot. Which is weird, because we vampires do not need milk to survive. Hey, you still have bones. Those can never be strong enough. Great point. So, how did your mom get so good at making these amazing baked goodies? Well, like most things related to the holidays, Drax, she's been doing it year after year for a really long time. Oh, hey! I almost forgot! We have a ton of other holiday traditions that we haven't even covered yet. We can get back to it if you're feeling quenched with gingerbread. For sure! And just like that, my thirst for knowledge has returned! We should get moving on wrapping up this holiday-tinged adventure, or we'll miss the lighting of the town Christmas tree. Oh, and aren't you supposed to be helping your dad with those tangled up lights? Oh no, I cannot believe every year it's like this. I, why, why don't I just buy new lights? No, I'm not gonna lose this fight. No, I'm gonna, oh, I'm never gonna. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe it's best if I just let my dad work that out on his own. He definitely needs some alone time from the sounds of things. <laughs> right? Yeah, if we could get into the coffin of curiosity like now, well, that'd be amazing. Say no more. Let's get back to those holiday traditions. Okay, Jack, what's our first destination as we continue learning about holiday traditions? Why don't we start with caroling? I have always wondered why people do that. You heard the band, computer. Let's start with carolers. So the very first carols were created to spread the word of the nativity, or the birth of Jesus Christ, throughout Europe in the 13th century. But the practice of singers going door to door began in 1426 by a group of wassailers. Was the what now? The word wassail comes from an Old Norse phrase that means to be well and in good health. So wassailers would go around town singing their carols and be rewarded a hot spiced drink that would come to be known as, wait for it, a wassail. 
Unfortunately, Puritans shut down the practice in England in the 17th century, as they viewed celebrating all things Christmas as pagan. What does pagan mean? Basically that you follow more than one god, or maybe in the case of Christmas you find spirituality in nature. Like connecting Christmas trees to the birth of Jesus? That's right, Drag. Fortunately, for future generations of carolers, the carols continued to be sung in secret. And in Victorian times, when celebrating Christmas returned with a bang, so did the public carolers. Ho, ho, ho. Drag fact attack. Ooh, this is a fun one, Ren. Did you know the practice of singing carols door to door also has origins in medieval times, when groups called waits would only sing on Christmas Eve? or as it was called then, wait night. I did not know that. Glad I do now. It's also good to know that today's carolers are still found in town squares, shopping centers, and healthcare facilities spreading holiday cheer, without needing to be rewarded with a cup of wassail for their jolly efforts. So, which tradition do you want to tackle next, Jack? Hmm, how about holiday cards? we go for this one. It seems this tradition began in 1843 with one very popular man named Henry Cole. He had a lot of friends. So many, in fact, that a new system of the British Postal Service flooded him with letters from all those people. And Henry was worried he couldn't write them all back. So what did Mr. Popularity do? He came up with an ingenious idea to answer them all in the form of a generic card that showed a family enjoying their holiday dinner and people helping the poor. He had a thousand copies made with the same sentiment on each. A Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you. And all Henry had to write himself was the receiver's name. It would take a few more decades before the tradition would catch on with everyone though. Now we're in Kansas City in 1915 where a fledgling postcard company publishes the first holiday card. It was a company run by a family called the Halls Brothers, which a decade later would be renamed Hallmark. Hey, that's the greeting card company I use whenever I need to buy my Happy Undead Day cards for my family every year. Happy Undead Day? What's that? Eh, you living types celebrate your birthdays, but we vampires celebrate the day we became the undead. So, should we get back to holiday stuff now? Toots! So, the business of holiday cards is still booming today, right, Bren? Totally. The holiday card industry makes seven to eight billion dollars a year in sales in the United States alone, Drac. Uh, that's a lot of licked stamps. Licked? Stamps have sticky backs. Hmm, I thought they tasted a little weird. Anywho, what's the next tradition we should check out, Bren? Here's one that kinda goes back to food, but also is connected to a very popular tradition. Nutcrackers. According to German folklore, nutcrackers were given as keepsakes to bring families luck and protect their homes. They got their origins from ancestral dining customs, where novelty nutcrackers were brought out during the dessert course to crack open pecans and hazelnuts. So when did nutcrackers start to gain popularity in places other than Germany? Nutcrackers became famous worldwide with the release of Tchaikovsky's famous ballet, The Nutcracker Suite, in 1892. Tchaikovsky is that famous Russian composer. That's him. The more people who saw the Nutcracker, the more who became familiar with Nutcrackers and their crack-a-lacking capabilities. 
And since the story of the Nutcracker Suite takes place on Christmas Eve, it makes total sense that Nutcrackers have been natural staples of the holidays ever since. Along with performances of the Nutcracker every December all over the world. You know, a lot of these traditions we've been talking about are connected to Christmas, Ren. We should take a look at some traditions that are from other winter holidays. I definitely want to learn about those too. But can I go get a sweater first? It's getting chilly in the coffin. Ooh, and then this is the perfect time for me to give you your Christmas present. Why do I suddenly have the feeling this present has something to do with sweaters? Because you are brilliant and I am terrible at surprises. <laughs> oh, drag. makes it a dashing Christmas sweater. Put it on. It is nice and cozy. Uh, thank you, Drag. And now we're both dressed festively. Why don't we just get back to the holiday traditions? This time, let's dive in on some traditions of Hanukkah. The Festival of Lights. Why do they call it that? Glad you asked, because it has to do with the lighting of the menorah, a candelabra that holds nine candles. What do the nine candles represent? One candle is used to light the other eight. Those eight stand for the eight days that a single day's lamp oil lit the menorah during the rebellion of the Maccabees. Are these the Maccabees? What are they rebelling against? A monarch named Antiochus in second century BC. He banned Jews in Israel from practicing their faith and tried to force them to practice Hellenism, which is basically emulating ancient Greek lifestyle and culture. Uh, that wasn't a nice thing to do. Which is why the Maccabees fought back. They defeated Antiochus and his army and took back their temple in Jerusalem. And the menorah burned there for those miraculous eight days. Very cool. Another festival of lights that takes place during the winter months is an India holiday, which is called Diwali. It's celebrated over five days where Indian people all over the world wear their best clothes, light the insides and outsides of their homes with lamps, gather with family and friends to share food and give gifts, and light fireworks. Oh, you know that any holiday tradition that involves fireworks is right up my alley. There's one more winter holiday that involves lights too. Another candle lighting one that's one of the more modern holidays. This is Kwanzaa, which was founded in 1966 to celebrate and uplift African culture, history, and values. What are some of its traditions? Like Hanukkah, there are candles lit that stand for Kwanzaa's different principles, known as Nguzo Saba. Those principles represent things such as unity, purpose, creativity, and faith. Now that we're talking about more modern traditions, maybe we can take a quick peek into a unique one that people are into today. A tradition like wearing ugly Christmas sweaters? Totally! 
Well, Jack, it seems that the ugly Christmas sweater trend began in America in the 1950s. They were first called Jingle Bell sweaters, but they weren't popular at all, and the idea of wearing them went away for a bit. So when did the tradition return? The sweaters made a bit of a comeback in the 1980s, thanks to goofball dad characters wearing them in holiday movies. But that was short-lived, too. The sweaters were still a joke to be laughed at, not really enjoyed. <laughs> but in the early 2000s, people were finally in on the joke, and ugly Christmas sweater parties became a thing. We should have an ugly Christmas sweater party. Should we, Drac? Should we? Fine, no party. But can we have another Drac fact attack? Sure, as long as it's the jolly kind. Ho, ho, ho. Drac fact attack. According to the computer, high-end fashion stores and designers helped make ugly Christmas sweaters even more popular in the 21st century. They'd show up on department store shelves and models walking fashion show runways. And the tradition was here to stay around 2012 when a charity in the United Kingdom launched a Christmas jumper day that encouraged everyone to wear their most cringy jumpers, or as we know them, sweaters, to help raise money. There are even sweater-themed fun runs every year. And anyone can buy an ugly Christmas sweater anywhere during the holiday season these days. Some of us even get them made with our faces on them. Yay, lucky me. It feels like this is the perfect time to wrap up this adventure and get to that Christmas tree lighting, bestie. Agreed. Oh, right. When we froze time with the coffin, we froze your dad fixing those lights. I should probably help him. We both will. The faster we pitch in to do it together, the faster we get to the tree lighting. Hey, Dad, hang on, we'll help you. If you enjoyed today's episode of Drek, make sure to press that follow button so you can join us for the next episode right here on Go Kid Go Network. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.